Hello and welcome to Lang's Innovators, my very, very first podcast. I'm very excited. I went to a McCall conference over the uh, weekend and uh, learned a lot about podcasting. And you know what? I figured I would give it a go. And so uh, uh, my goal for my podcast is to just invite uh, uh, students from my computer science classes uh, to discuss their research and development projects, to kind of uh, let us know what they're working on, uh, maybe any setbacks that uh, they've had in their project, what they've had to overcome, maybe any research, uh, but more importantly, just educate the community on uh, some really cool project that these high school students are working on. Uh, we're at Gull Lake uh, High School in Richland, Michigan, uh, and I got a great core of students, and my very first guest of my very first podcast is Jacob Shoup. Hi, Jacob. Hey. All right, and I uh, asked Jacob to help me out a little bit and put together, we, we've been working on a marketing video. Uh, and uh, so I've been shooting a lot of video of students uh, just about what uh, they think computer science is and about their project. And uh, I'm going to kind of hand it over to Jacob to uh, let him tell a little bit about what he's been working on. All right, yeah, so I've been working on the video. And um, what you just said kind of rolls into a small question I had, which was, um, who exactly we were making this for because I was always a bit confused on whether are we making this to show kids to get them interested or is this going to you know the adults to um you know just show them what it's all about and stuff but yeah that helps answer some of my questions well good so what program are you using to uh, work on this project I am using the Lightworks video editor which so far has been pretty good I always used a small editor on my phone to make small videos for an app I used and it's cool to finally move into the big leagues Cool. Uh, and so what are some challenges that you've faced so far? Honestly, the biggest thing is just, trans one, transferring to a new video editor, and two, learning all of the new um, uh, features this one has. Like, I just always, in the old video editor, it was limited on features, but it had the best ones, so I was very uh, um, used to keyframing, which is how you move stuff around the screen, you know, one location it's here, you go ahead a bit, put it in a different location, then it will just slide across the screen to the next location. And that was all I needed. But now, you know, I need to figure out how to make these nice smooth transitions between, like, full little segments and stuff like I've made. And just, yeah, it's been a bit challenging learning those new techniques and stuff. Well, you know, and but that's cool. So have you had to do some research uh, on how to do those? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and what would you say has been your best... Uh, resource that you've used to help? Honestly, YouTube and just you, different YouTube tutorials. Unfortunately, they can be kind of slow, but eh, you figure them out. Yeah, YouTube. I tell you what, uh, uh, YouTube is a great resource. Um, I love the YouTube. I've learned so many things uh, via what a great community uh, uh, of, of educated people that are teaching us how to do things. Uh, so that's wonderful. Any uh, uh, closing things that you want to add to uh, people out there who may be listening to this throughout our world about uh, uh, Jacob's project? Um, just video editing is honestly really cool. It's something I've always wanted to do. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jacob. And again, thank you for being my very first uh, uh, guest here on uh, Lang's Innovators. Uh, I think that's the name I'm going to go with. I've been pondering on it. I've been giving it to my students to kind of think of a name. So stay tuned. Uh, it may be something different. Uh, but right now, we're going to stick with Lang's Innovators uh, and go from there. And uh, again, Jacob, thank you. And I can't wait to see uh, uh, your final product. Same here. Awesome. Okay, I have my second guest with me. This is Sophia. And Sophia, uh, what are you working on for your uh, project? Um, I am working on digital art. Digital art. That sounds really cool. What are you, uh, what are you designing in your digital art? Um, so far, I've just done a couple uh, rough sketches and um, bitmap art of people, like faces and such, but I am working on a logo design for the Gull Lake Computer Science. Yes, you are, and I cannot wait to see our first draft of that. Thank you for, uh, uh, I guess uh, I, I volunteered you to do that, but yes, you are a great artist. <laughs> <laughs> you are a great artist, uh, and so I appreciate you working on that for me. Uh, what program are you using to uh, work on your digital art? Um, in class, I am working with the program Krita. At least I think that's how you pronounce it. Right. Um, I have 
prior experience with a program called Fire Alpaca, and that's how I know like how to work most of the art programs. Um, and you're using a, a drawing tablet to yes. help you out as well, which is really yeah. cool. And, and we've got to update our drawing tablets. Uh, they're getting a little old, but <laughs> Sophia uses one at home. And what's the one that you use at home? Um, I use a XP Pen Deco uh, Zero One, and it uh, works really good. Works really well. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, uh, I've asked Sophia to do a little research for me as well, and, and uh, to take a look at those. So. Um, awesome. So, any setbacks or anything that you've had in your project? Um. Well, the drawing tablets. The are, drawing tablets. Yeah, gotcha. The really noted. Uh, uh, working Krita since I'm not that familiar with it, and there are many more uh, brushes and options for you to use, which is actually really fun to work with, and. So just kind of learning those. Yeah. Or what kind of resources are you using to help you learn about all those different um, Mostly uh, like Googling uh, how to set like pressure sensitivity or something like gotcha. that. Uh, YouTube videos as well help a lot. Two excellent resources. Well, cool. Um, and Ovation Day is coming up and I'm looking at my uh, wall over there in 48 days. Uh, are you looking forward to showcasing your digital art? Yes, I am. Well, that is good to hear, uh, and I cannot wait to see your digital art. Anything that you want to leave your listeners with uh, uh, as you end our very first podcast? Um, do you like digital art? How do you know? Yeah, I mean, digital art is pretty fun. I mean, do what you want to do, even if some people think that it's not going to like get you anywhere in life. If it's fun, just do it. Well, that is great words for our listeners, and, and I agree uh, 100%. Uh, as you mentioned, maybe some of your peers say, oh, why are you doing that? Well, you know what? That's a passion of yours. Uh, continue to pursue that passion, and, and digital art is an amazing thing to have. Uh, a lot of companies need logos. They need drawings. They need you know things made, and so uh, having those skills. So very glad to hear. Well, thank you for uh, uh, being here in our podcast. Um, again, this is my very first podcast. Uh, you may hear now uh, a little difference between Jacob's uh, 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 discussion that I had with him earlier, and now I do have a class filled with students. We got some uh, Def Leppard radio rocking on the uh, Pandora and some students working on their projects, so you may uh, hear some background uh, noise and stuff like that, but hey, that's just part of it. Maybe someday we'll have a sound booth uh, that one of my students make for our podcast, but right now we get to listen to uh, all the wonderful conversations that are going around the classroom. So, all right, we're going to find out who our next guest is here in just a little bit. But uh, again, thank you, Sophia, for uh, being a part of this. All right, I'm here with my third guest of our very first podcast. I have Caleb here, and uh, Caleb, what you been working on, man? Uh, I've basically just been making beats for a game because I'm part of a team project. We're making an idol shooter game. So I'm making the soundtrack. I've made two tracks, one that's kind of like a jazz track and then one that's more of like a hip hop beat. Sweet. Uh, what uh, application, what programs are you using to make your beats? Uh, I've been using audio tool for the actual soundtracks, but for game noises I've been using Audacity. Oh, that's cool. So you've been using a couple of different applications that you've, uh, one Audacity that we kind of introduced back in introduction to computer science and now you're learning a new piece of software which is audio tool yep. uh, and so this is a new piece of software too you've never used audio tool before right yeah. how have you learned what what resources have you used to help you learn audio tool uh, I just watched a lot of YouTube tutorials yeah. and learned how to use the basic functions and what type of drums and snares to use absolutely and so has that been a benefit for you yeah uh, awesome man so uh, any setbacks anything that you know, has caused you to uh, need to do a lot more research, or are things just kind of moving smoothly, or how's your project going? Um, a lot of the YouTube tutorials are from like years ago, and Audio Tools made a lot of updates. So as I'm watching yeah. the video, I kind of have to learn how to use the new functions, and I keep up with the video. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, that's cool, man. Uh, well, I'm just gonna kind of leave our podcast kind of short and sweet for my first one and see how it goes. Anything that you want to leave your visitors with about designing music and stuff like that? 
it's pretty fun and easy for anybody who wants to do it, and I recommend Audio Tool if you're going to use anything. Awesome. Well, good recommendation. Well, again, thank you, Caleb, for being part of our very first podcast, and uh, uh, we'll have our next guest soon. All right, here I am with my next guest. This is Quentin. Hi, Quentin. Hi. All right, what are you working on, Quentin? I'm working on modeling cars for different tech teams if they want them for their games. Sweet! Uh, so what kind of software are you using to uh, model these cars? I'm using Blender. I'm liking it so far. I've found some hiccups, but I've gotten through those. And what hiccups uh, do you have any in mind that you really stick out? or? Uh, sometimes the mouse messes up. Uh, that's more like uh, the computer's problem. Or uh, I forgot to save once, but... I figured out the dreaded save yeah. and sometimes it, that gets kind of confusing with some of these applications now that auto save and some don't so blender doesn't auto save no no you got to save those now let me ask you this so uh, being uh, that this is that that's not a web piece of software that's a software that you download on your computer right yeah. now do you have a backup of your program somewhere not yet but I have a hard drive that I got for it Yes, because I would highly recommend that as you get more and more into your project, you don't want to lose those things, you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, pretty cool. What have you used, what kind of resources do you use to help uh, you learn Blender? I like videos to learn stuff. Yeah, I as well. Uh, so a lot of YouTube, I'm sure? Yeah. All right, cool. And what are you designing right now? What's something today that you are concentrating on? Today I'm working on the hood of my car. The hood of your car. I love cars, man, so that's cool. So, you know, think about this, Quentin. Someday you might be a designer for GM or something, designing that next Corvette or something like that. That's what they're using. They're using these pieces of software. Now, GM, their uh, uh, designers and their engineers probably have a nice uh, uh, step up of the software, but you know what? These are great pieces of software to learn from. You know what I'm saying? So stick with it. Uh, is this something that you could see you maybe doing someday as being a designer with those? Yeah. It's awesome. really fun. Brings your artistic side with it and plus the computer side with it. Well, that's really cool because I like sitting back and watching Quentin, what he's doing and, and uh, uh, seeing his work that he's doing on his monitor. I know this is a podcast. Uh, come check out our Innovation Day in 48 days on May 16th, and, and you'll be able to see what Quentin's really doing. Uh, so cool. Anything else that you want to maybe leave your listeners with? Any final words on your project or, or working with Blender? Uh, I don't know. Just stick with it. If you find problems, just research how to fix them. I love that, man. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, put her there, Quinn. Thank you Thank very you. much for being a part of our podcast. Yep. All right, I'm here with my next guest uh, for Lang's Innovators, and I'm here with Zane. How you doing, Zane? I'm doing good. Awesome. Beautiful day out, isn't it? Yeah. Getting ready yeah. for spring break? I'm excited. I am as well. Uh, so uh, what are you doing for your project, uh, for your research and development project, Zane? Okay. So for my research and development project, I'm pretty much making a game that, that gives the user an ability to practice a ton of skills and all in one place with a bunch of options so they have the freedom to do what they want. Because I found all the other programs around that exist are really limited and I hate using them because it doesn't give you what you want to use. So, so yeah. Awesome. So, uh, what? Uh, uh, tell me a little bit about what maybe applications you're using. Are you using any programming that in your project? What are you doing? Okay, so I'm using Python 3 with Pygame and, and Pygame is pretty much just it allows you to use graphics. It's not the fastest, but I'm only using 2D, so it's good enough for me. And it's really easy to be able to do what you want to do quickly. Awesome. So, yeah. so I'm loving that you're saying Python because one of the things that we teach in uh, my computer science courses is Python, the computer language Python. And so how have you, this is your, you've just learned how to start a programming really yeah. this year is that right I started programming like a couple like five months ago five so. months ago and uh, how's it going for you so far I think it's going really well I I enjoy programming a lot yeah I, I want to continue it it's changed your life hasn't it yeah yeah so obviously uh, I know Zane has really helped me out as well and I love students like Zane who who give me resources and who tell me to check things out online and so um, you've used other resources to help you learn Python than just what we're teaching in class is that right yeah some of those resources are? A ton of YouTube tutorials, Stack Overflow, Reddit. 
and pretty much anything online that I can find that helps you with what you need to. Great, and I like how you're saying Stack Overflow because one of the things out there in the listening world is uh, 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 industry is, uh, maybe for an internship, I can see Zane maybe having an internship someday. They're gonna look at his uh, uh, queries in his Stack Overflow. What is he asking in Stack Overflow? Uh, so make sure you're logged into your Stack Overflow account uh, because they can show them uh, those. Uh, he's talking about Reddit, another great resource out there for uh, uh, um, students to learn uh, more than just what we're learning in that hour each day of class. There's so much more in programming as well as YouTube as we've heard from all our previous uh, 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 guests as well. YouTube is a great resource to learn how to program. I remember listening to my first eight-year-old teaching me something in Python when I started learning it a couple years ago as well. So that's awesome Zane. Uh, now you also mentioned about this Pi game. Yeah. Elaborate. Pi game is a module in Python that pretty much lets you make a window and display graphics and register keyboard inputs and mouse inputs to build whatever you need to be able to build. So more of a GUI, yeah, graphical yeah. user interface, mm -hmm. so your users, but then you're programming it on the back end uh, to do what those buttons you want them to do with yeah. uh, Python. Awesome. So do you have a name of this game? Um, right now it's just like shooting. Shooting a game is placeholder. I don't know what it's going to be called. You don't know what it's going to be called yet. Awesome. But I believe you're working with a team. Is that right? Yeah. And you got some of your team that are uh, uh, designing. Uh, we just had Caleb uh, a little bit ago. He was designing some music for your project. Uh, who else is on your team? I have Connor Kalinowski, and he's making all the sprites and images for the game and editing all the. You know, he's pretty much our graphic designer. Awesome. And then I have Matthew, um, who is building our website and managing the social media for it. Oh man, so you're starting your business right now with mm -hmm. uh, everybody kind of working and doing things. Now, what kind of uh, uh, applications or software are you using to uh, kind of make sure everybody is on the same page and on board with uh, the entire project? I've got Trello working right now and everyone's connected to it. And if you and I'll upload stuff, tell them to do something, they'll, they'll read it, go through it, download it, finish it, post it, you know. And, and anyone can ask questions about it and then, you know, it lets everyone know what they need to do and be organized. So you have the luxury of having your team right here in the classroom, but you could see where Trello, if your team, someday this business of yours, maybe one of your teammates move out to California, the other one moves out to Georgia, down to Georgia or something like that, you could still work very well as a team using this product management software called Trello. Yeah, you could. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're using, again, uh, being a school district, we're using Trello. There's a free version and a paid version. We're using the free version. So for those of you listening out there, Trello is a great uh, web, uh, great application online, web-based, uh, where, as Zane says, he's having people put pictures, uploading images when they get done. And music. Uploading the music, the MP3 files, and then Zane can then simply take those and incorporate that right into the game. Uh, it's a great piece of management software for their team. Awesome. So. Uh, anything else you would like to leave your listeners with? Uh, kind of your final thoughts of your project. Okay, I think that if you want to learn programming, you should start right now, and you should do what you want to be able to do. You should just jump right in and start developing something. Just developing something. Mm -hmm. And then when you want to develop some more, do some more research. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, Zane, thank you so much for having you uh, uh, in my class as thank well you. as uh, in our podcast. Uh, can't wait to hear what maybe you're developing next week. And yeah. uh, we'll do these podcasts, like I say, and just kind of see how we're growing with our project. So thank you very much. All right, here we are with, uh, we're back. This is my fourth hour classroom, and I have Juan here with me. Uh, Juan's been working on his R&D project for a few months now. Uh, and uh, what, do, what you got going on, Juan? What I'm working on, I'm working on an algebra calculator where someone could input an equation, and uh, they choose how they would like to solve it, like solve for Y, solve for X. And I give some output back, and it's the correct answer. Yeah. Very cool. Now, uh, uh, are you using any kind of programming language or anything to help you with this project? Or? I'm using Python since it's easy. Um, we, I've already learned it for quite a bit from your past classes, ICS, and yeah. Awesome. Now let me ask you this. Uh, just what we learn in class, is that what you're using for your program? or? Have you had to learn more than just what we learn in class? No, most of my research has taken place at home. I've used lots of uh, tutorials on YouTube. I found lots of web, web pages that work really well and help me along with my project. 
because I know you have actually helped me in class telling me a few things about programming to, to be a better programmer so that you've learned via your research. Yeah. Uh, so again, that's awesome that, that you are taking your programming to the next level because as we all know, there's not enough time in the day for us to go through everything in our class. Yeah, there's You're so gonna have to learn some of those things on your own. Yeah. yeah. Bless the internet, right? <laughs> Very cool. So you've been doing a lot of work at home as well. So that's awesome. So let me ask you this. Has there ever been any kind of uh, setbacks in your project where things just didn't work out the way they wanted to or whatnot and, and what those were, maybe how you overcame those. Yeah, for example, like I've done logging before where it finds bugs for you throughout your project. Um, I have had to learn that. It was took quite about wait I mean it took quite a lot of time about two three weeks but it worked pretty well awesome awesome uh, well, uh, I, I greatly appreciate you uh, being part of our very first podcast, Juan. Uh, anything that you want to leave your users with uh, as you kind of sign off from our first podcast? Um, on, honestly, yeah. Um, programming is fun. Uh, most people see it as a very threatening, uh, scary topic, but it's not for just prodigies. It's for anyone who loves coding, loves seeing how things work it's a it's an amazing topic I'll, I'll let me tell you <laughs> uh, and you know what uh, what you just said there I love uh, what one of my students had a quote of uh, don't just be a part of the future invent it that's incredible and that's where we're at in our society right now uh, I, I'm jealous of your youth that uh, you know you are in an age right now where like I said you guys get to really invent you're the wizards uh, and you can do so through programming so uh, awesome. Well, I'm glad that you can be a part of our first podcast, Juan. Thank you so here. much. Uh, great handshake. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that you'll be a part of uh, another podcast in the future as well. Definitely. Awesome. All right. Here I am with my next guest. I'm here with Ben. How are you doing today, Ben? Pretty good, sir. What about good. you? I'm doing awesome. You looking forward to spring break? Yep. I as well. Here we are again doing our first podcast on spring break eve. Ben, what you working on? Uh, right now I'm getting, I have a Raspberry Pi, which is a microprocessor, and I'm working on putting on a tip-up so that when you catch a fish, uh, it'll alert you. So ice fishing? Yeah. You're a big outdoorsman? Yeah. Awesome. Love it. And so elaborate for our listeners a little bit more. For those of us that are, are not the avid ice fisher, what's a tip-up? So uh, what a tip-up is, it basically holds your line so that you don't have to be uh, holding it. And uh, when you get a fish, your flag will go up. But the only way to know you have a fish is if you see your flag go up. There's no noise that comes from it. So I figured maybe I'll, uh, I can make something that will send you an alert from your phone because I don't know anyone who doesn't go out there without their phone. Sure. And um, that'll send them an alert when you got a fish. Uh, it's a more humane way to fish. You get a faster response. Um, you're basically saving the fish, I guess. Man, I tell you what, Ben, I can see this going places, you know, and I talked to you a little bit about, you mentioned some of the, the, the legal aspects of how many uh, tip-ups you can have and whatnot, but you did also mention that other states uh, have different, uh, uh, oh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, Laws, laws, legalities, yeah. if you yeah. will. Uh, so where you know, as you mentioned, you may have a few different uh, uh, tip-ups placed throughout this um, lake that you're on, or uh, whatever that you're fishing in. Or on, <coughs> excuse me, uh, to where, like you mentioned, hey, that goes, that flag goes up, it sends you alert. Mm -hmm. You even know where that is located. Yeah. You know, some of those lakes get pretty big. Yeah, uh, I've also found that uh, you can legally fish with this uh, from a mile away. Because you're technically still tending your tip-up. Gotcha. And uh, it just depends on how far you can get your signal to go. Like you say, hey, you never know what the weather could be like, man. Right. It could be pouring down snow, beautiful here in the mm -hmm. state of Michigan. And you may not be able to see that tip-up who a uh, quarter mile away, right. you know, let alone a mile away. So, hey, great idea. Let me ask you this. Any troubles that you have had yeah. with your project so far? So and what I've, are had, those? I've had a lot of trouble working <laughs> with uh, Raspberry Pi. With gotcha. SD. My SD card's been the biggest uh, struggle. First off, it was corrupt. Next time, it was too big of an SD card. So I finally got that right, and I was able to flash it perfectly. And now we're working on it. And it took me quite a while to get that working. But I love it, though. A lot of research, mm -hmm. though, right? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've had errors. Yeah. You failed. But then you succeeded. Yeah. You didn't stop there. I love that. That's that's the big part of uh, our R&D class is, hey, you know, we're going to run into these. Nothing's going to be as smooth as it says. You get, you may even watch some YouTube videos out right. there yeah, where man, this guy does it and it's like perfect. And you want to bang your head against the wall because yours is just not working. So it sounds like you've 
use some YouTube videos to help yeah. you with your project? There was a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of reading on the Raspberry Pi website. It was, my uncle actually had to come down and help me out with it. He's hey, a big guy. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Innovation, though. Isn't this cool? Yeah. I mean, do you like this kind of stuff? Yeah, I love I do, it. I do as well, and I love watching you guys do this because all the different passions that you guys have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to see things come alive. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm looking at our wall where we have 48 days, 20 hours, 12 minutes, and 35 seconds to yeah. Innovation Day. I can't wait for you to uh, showcase those to your peers to your, uh, you know, to your, hopefully some parents and yeah. businesses and all that. So if you're listening to this podcast, May 16th, right here at 8.30 in the uh, Media Center at Gull Lake High School, we're having our third annual Innovation Day. Uh, I know Ben and others would love for you to come and, and kind of check out and see what they're doing. That makes it all worth it yeah. to you as well, kind of showcasing your talent. So yeah. Ben, thank you very much. Thank Any you. last words that you may have for your visitors on your project or just being innovative? It, don't, don't give up. There are a lot of times about this project where... I was thinking about switching over, but just don't do it. it it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. Um, you just got to push through that and just research more. It really helps. Great advice, Ben. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for being my guest. No problem. Okay, our next guest is Lauren. Lauren's uh, been working on a wonderful uh, research and development project for Innovation Day. And uh, Lauren, what you been working on? I have been working on developing uh, a website for the first time with using code and being able to choose a theme, but I can only, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's on the tip of your tongue, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I can only edit that theme and edit certain functions with, with JavaScript and HTML and stuff like that. Now, I've been watching you doing a lot of research and finding some online tutorials and stuff to help teach, so you're kind of being self-taught right now, is that right? Yeah, and going into this Arduino microprocessors that we're doing, a lot of, I've been doing a lot of JavaScript lately, and a lot of that is very similar to the code that we're doing. To the C++. C++. Isn't that awesome how, I mean, yeah, there's different languages and programming. Just like, again, uh, uh, there's different parts of our English language from around the world that people do syntax different. And so, uh, like you mentioned, there's still variables, there's still functions, there's still our loops and stuff like that, but it's just done a little bit different, right? Yeah. So it's kind of cool that you're learning this JavaScript that you're talking about and stuff like that. You're able to put that in your toolbox, add that to your resume, because that's very valuable. Yeah. All right. So how has your learning been? Uh, are you enjoying kind of this, or uh, what do you think? Um, I'm enjoying it right now. It's a little slow process because the process of learning is kind of slow. But then once you get started and then you move on to the next language and then the next language and then you learn the basics and then go and then actually try to apply what you've learned in um, in like real life or real life situations, right. then you realize, wow, I've actually learned a lot from when I've started. Yeah, absolutely. And I will promise you this, as I kind of, when you just look at something as simple as maybe even starting your car, you can even start thinking about it in code. How, how does all these things work, you know, and stuff like that. So very cool. Um, so your ultimate goal, what, what do you want to build a website about? Um, I want to build a website for my mom because she makes cards and she's great at cards. She's got all kinds of Instagram followers and stuff. And so, and she always tells me, I want to have a blog. So I'm like, hey, I can make a blog for you. She's like, that would be great. So I'm going to make a blog to help her uh, show people her cards and how she makes them and maybe help other people make good cards like she does. Man, that sounds great. You know, and it's nice for it to have a, have a client for a project because, you know, you can work with that client. You know, hey, this is what I'm working on. Do you like it? Do you want things changed or whatnot? And it helps you stay on track and learning as well. So, and I know your mother will be very appreciative of that. Uh, and uh, so, uh, as we're kind of leaving, any, like, uh, uh, things that have really set you back? Anything that's been, you know, really confusing for you at all? Or or what have you done to overcome those obstacles? Um, what has been very uh, difficult for me is finding an online tutorial that I can do for free that gives me what I need and what I want. Gotcha. Um, like, I can't, um, I can't go to uh, certain coding websites because then they do provide some examples of code, but then you have to pay to really get the right. good stuff. So then um, that was difficult, finding a free online tutorial, and then using WAMP, which is a uh, mock server, 
um, is also very difficult because I'm trying to use it, but it's hard because the administrator shield is still on it, and uh-huh. I still haven't quite figured it out. But I don't really need to figure it out right now. But gotcha. When I actually do get to that, it's going to be kind of difficult to figure out to work it. So. But those are the problems that are awesome about uh, these projects. Is, is you're going to overcome them. It may take you a little bit. But uh, to solve those problems, and all about solving problems. So, awesome. Well, uh, as we kind of wrap up our interview uh, or our podcast here, what do you want to leave your users with, if anything? Um, Any final words that you may have? Final words? I don't... (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't have any, that's fine. Uh, I know, like I say, I I love watching Lauren over there working, and she's always... uh, 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 she's never giving up. She's always researching and, and, and learning. So how do you like this kind of self-paced learning? Is it something that you enjoy or do you like more of the uh, teacher kind of giving you everything that you need to do? Or um, I appreciate the self-taught learning more because um, I can be a little bit faster than other students in the classroom or I can be a little bit slower. Well, Mr. O- well, Mr. Lang's not holding you back, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and that's awesome and so um and be able to do self-taught is self-paced and i can just go and do what i want and i'm like oh i can i do this and i can go and do it on my own time without having to follow the teacher's instructions but it's also nice to have the teacher's instructions because then you don't have to work that hard to learn that much awesome so. great words well lauren thank you very much for uh, being part of our first podcast ever um and i cannot wait to see what your project looks like when you're all done all right here i am with my next guest i have the pleasure of having cyan how you doing cyan good how are you i'm doing very well um so i just want to kind of have you talk a little bit about the project that you're working on what you're working on um right now i'm learning how to draw digitally draw so um, I have the drawing pad over there and the computer and I download the software and everything and right now um, I'm just drawing a person um, so I'm getting the head and stuff done. Very cool. So you downloaded the software yourself yes. and I think you're using your virtual machine, your Linux virtual machine for that, right? Yes. Very nice. So that's one cool thing about our Linux operating systems that we're using in our computer science classes. Our our students can, uh, it's pretty much their operating system. Uh, they can download the programs that they need. Uh, so you're using a drawing tablet, is that right? Mm-hmm. And how's that going? Um, it's good. I figured out, because at first when I put it in, it was hard to figure out like how much pressure to put on the pad to see like the different pressure that it would put on the actual computer right so the lighter that I draw with the pen the lighter the um, line is but the more I push down the darker the line is. so it's probably just a lot of practice with anything huh just doing it and I see that you're drawing a beautiful uh, you're working on uh, a face that you're doing you got some lines drawing oh I wish uh, uh, you guys could see what she's doing it looks really cool she may not think so but I do Uh, and uh, have you always been an artist yeah, I like drawing, and I usually do it on paper and stuff, so I can erase and stuff easier, but right. that's why I wanted to learn how to do it on the computer, because that's also cool, and like, my dad's a graphic designer, so I could help him out with stuff, and he could show me different things to do. Hey, well, that's really cool. Uh, any uh, When you start your project, any things that's kind of set you back in your project? Anything that you had to kind of overcome and maybe do some research on? and. Yeah, I downloaded a different software, but it wouldn't download to my um, VPN or VM, my VM machine (laughs) yet. Um, So I had to go on my VM machine and download a different software because the other one that I downloaded would only work on like the main monitor instead of the VM that I had. Gotcha. So now you've got you've overcome that obstacle, and now you are uh, rock and roll. Now, how has the application been learning it? Have you used any like tutorials to help you learn? Because it looks like that's a pretty intimidating program you have over there. What's the name of the program you're using? Um, I think it's Crits. Okay. I'm not so sure. All right, that's fine. I think you're right. I think I could kind of see it. I think we have another student that's using that as that as well. But uh, how have you learned? I mean, have you? Yeah, I watched a couple of videos on it, but I've been like. For the first couple of days when I downloaded it, I've just been like exploring through yeah. the um, software, I guess. 
And a lot of times that's the best way to learn is just seeing what all these different commands do and explore yeah. through and everything. Very cool. So uh, um, kind of as we wrap up our podcast here with you, uh, any f- kind of final words that you may have uh, for others that may want to do something similar to what you're working on? Um, it's really fun um, being able to learn new things and drawing. I mean, I enjoy drawing, but it doesn't matter if it's like drawing or something else. It's really cool to um, learn something new about something that you're interested in. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Cyan. I greatly appreciate you. Uh, all right. Have a wonderful spring break, by the way. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. All right, here we are. I have two guests today. I have Will and Eli. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much for asking. So, hey, you guys have been working on a pretty cool project back there. What you guys got going on? Uh, we're building a gaming PC that can also be used as like a homework PC, all different kind of thing, PC. And we've had our struggles with it, but it's so far going really good. We just got Windows 10 downloaded. So, yeah. Well, it looks really cool, man, and you got a following back there. It looks like you got a few students that are very interested in your project back there. Yeah. Uh, very cool. So, how did you come up with this idea? Well, we both thought that um, it would be because we both like to game and we both like to do. Uh, we because personally, I don't have a computer at home, so I thought it would be cool if we were able to build our own computer because um, I have tried to do this before at home but it hasn't worked. <laughs> well that was going to be the next question. Yeah, have you ever I built a computer before? So you've tried, I've tried and tried. you failed yeah. but you didn't give up hope right? And so you got a team here where a couple of you guys work. So so what have you guys done to, you know, you've got all those parts. I mean these guys literally, uh, for those out there in the virtual world, you can't see things on this podcast but you can definitely hear it. These guys had boxes of components. How did you guys know what components to get? Uh, we did research ourselves, but we also had a lot of help and input from people who have built PCs and uh, have experience with them. So we definitely took what they said into consideration. Now, were those people here in class, or were those people that you found online? No, or? most were here in class that right. were just like supporting us and like, That's great. like this part might work better. So we had some parts that we didn't need, we got rid of, and then got better parts that weren't like that fit our budget. That were like better. Budget's a big thing because yeah. I'm sure you could spend uh, uh, a lot on these. And mm-hmm. and uh, uh, just to let everybody know there on our podcast that uh, you don't have to spend money on your projects. Uh, but these guys decided, hey, they wanted to use some of their hard-earned income that they have uh, to purchase these parts and build their computer that they'll be able to take with them throughout their uh, lives and, uh, and do some cool things with it. Um, so... Uh, Besides having people that have helped you in class, what other ways have you, what have other maybe resources that you guys have reached out to for some assistance? A lot of YouTube. A lot of YouTube? A lot of YouTube. That seems to be the answer. Well, I'll tell you what, YouTube is a great resource. I use it all the time. Uh, so, very cool. Um, what uh, What do you want to leave your user, your listeners to that are listening to you out there on our first podcast ever? Um uh, any last words of wisdom that you'd want to give to them? Well, even if like if something's not going the right way or how you want it to, don't give up hope because especially Eli's story with not getting the computer done. Right. Uh, we we had a multiple failures, but we came together and now it's working great and everything's going perfect. Well, I can tell you this with my two eyes. They've got their beautiful operating system back there, their computer glowing in a beautiful red, and uh, all the components seem to be working well. Uh, and they've been bench testing some of uh, the components and seeing how things go. So I'm very proud of you guys, and I can't wait to see what else you guys are going to do with your project. Uh, yeah, right, well, good. thanks for coming. Thank you. All right. All right, here we are. I'm in my last hour of the day, and this is an actual research and development class where these guys get uh, the pleasure of doing this every single day, which is really awesome. And I have the pleasure of having Alex with me. How are you doing, Alex? Pretty good, Mr. Lang. How are you? I'm doing fabulous, fabulous. So, Alex, what are you working on, man? What's the project that you got going on? Um, so right now, the main project that I'm doing is sort of like um, a Photoshop where I take my skills and sort of elevate them to a new level. Um, it's called uh, Pineapple Aesthetics. It's, you know, where I just kind of have fun with it, see where my artistic ability takes me in the future, and you know, what I can just create create and come up with. So, Pineapple Aesthetics. That's the name of your business yeah, that you created? Yeah, that's the name of my business, yeah. So you started your own business? Yes. Very nice. And uh, how did you come up with this name? 
Well, um, the second um, the second innovation day that we had here at Gull Lake, um, I actually made a company called Banana Beats where I dropped my most famous album, Woods in the Back. So, Banana Pineapple Aesthetics is sort of like the sister to Banana Beats in a way. It's sort of where I can experience my creative outlets, sort of push what I, you know, what I like to do out there to the world. Very cool, staying with the fruit theme. Yeah. The fruits are good. Yeah. All right, so, uh, uh, you, so it sounds like you're using Photoshop. Yeah, I, I do use Adobe Photoshop CS6 gotcha. as my main software. And I've, how did you learn how to use this? Well, actually, before I wanted to do cybersecurity and before I wanted to do, you know, like programming and stuff like that, I was actually into web design, and that's where I wanted to go to college for and it'd be as web design. So in web design, the class that we have over here at Go Lake, um, there's a main course that teaches you how to do Photoshop, basically. And so when I took that, I thought it was really cool, and so I wanted to go explore more in my off time. So I spent a lot of hours researching how to use it and just practicing and getting better until you know how I am right now and where I'm like really good with it. Very cool, very cool. So what are the resources have you used to help you learn Photoshop? YouTube is a YouTube is a huge resource. There's thousands of videos about like literally every little minor inconvenience you can run in with Photoshop. There's a YouTube video out for it. So YouTube was a great platform where I went and I watched at least like thousands of hours of content about Photoshop. Like anything I can get my hands on really. You know, and, and it, if you could hear our, when you go back and listen to this wonderful podcast that we have here, uh, you're going to hear where all of our other uh, developers and innovators have also said YouTube, uh, yes. as well as others, yeah. but that being a great resource, and I love YouTube as well, so great to hear. So uh, any last words of wisdom for our future developers that are coming through uh, Gull Lake school system that uh, uh, that you may have for them with these, this type of project? Um, well, if you think you can't do it, I would just tell them that you can. You can do whatever you want, really. Any, no, nothing's off limits. Like I didn't really know anything before I came, you know, into the go like uh, computer science, uh, like program in general, let alone R and didn't know how to make music or use Photoshop. But you know, you can do anything, but you have to push yourself, and it takes time and it takes effort, and you really have to have, strive for that motiv motiv motivation to get there. Great words of wisdom, Alex. Well, thank you for being a part of our very first podcast. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, absolutely. All right, here we are with our next guest. We have John and Corey. What are you guys working on? We're well, kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we have we have a duel here, so here we go. Uh, we're working on a game. Uh, currently, is a continuation to what we did last year, which was Roland's Trumpland Adventure. But we're going through some some conceptual redesigns and stuff like that. Ah, nice. Yeah. The redesign. Cool. What is that redesign looking like? It's like a complete redesign of how. Um, the game is working like it used to be a basic platformer just as a beginner thing and now we're going into more gimmicky like startup stuff along with um, a complete redesign of our character themselves because we originally thought that the character was really good but we ran into some design issues and we're like we need something more like mystical and something that can do things that are maybe inhuman in a way. Very cool, very cool. Uh, so what came, wh where did this inspiration come from? Uh, well, pretty much we've been sitting here for the last couple of days just kind of banging our heads into it, really just working and working and working and working until we get it right. Uh, we've gone through some odd like 80 different designs. And really? Yeah, around uh, that number. Very cool. So let me ask you this. What uh, type of applications are you guys using to uh, help with this project that you're working on? Do you want to do Piscal? Uh, Piscal uh, is this great online resource. It's um, a free pixel art resource where you get to draw pixel art and that kind of stuff. So since our game is all in, all in pixel art, we have been using that for our animations and our character design. So you call that Piscal? Piscal, yeah. And that is spelled... P-I-S-K-E-L. Dot com. Dot com. Awesome. Very cool. And then there is also the uh, application that we're using to make the game called Game Maker Studio 2, which uses its own unique language called Game Maker Language. You know, coincidence. Right, right. But uh, there's two ways that you can use Game Maker. You can either use a drag and drop form of coding, or you can use code, actual code base, like writing scripts and stuff. 
that's what we're doing because you know you learn a lot more every time and uh, I use that as my resource I go on online forums sometimes to get information on how to do like specific things like we're trying to make like a hook shot right now and I'm looking at different forums about like drawing um, sprites over a line and stuff like that so that's awesome so again here you guys are working on this project but you want to learn more than just what you've known in the past so you guys are researching and you mentioned you're on a lot of forums and stuff like that with mm -hmm. people that are like-minded like you guys somewhere in this world uh, that uh, is helping you guys out and uh, helping you learn new things uh, do you know any of those forum the names of the forums at all or um, these forums they're um, on the game makers gotcha the, they're on it's on their website they're right. called yo-yo games that's their company gotcha I've heard and that. they have an online forum for like programming for like different things about game maker like that's problems awesome. that's so. awesome so anything you really want to learn you can search these forums and people can help their your big community mm -hmm. helping each other out that's awesome so where do you envision this game going what what, what is it gonna look like Ooh. Uh, oh man Tough question, huh? We're hoping for probably at least a level, at least a, a single level that people can play through. But that's what we did last time, and I right. think we're aiming for a little bit of a higher goal than that. Awesome. Great to hear, man. So uh, uh, any kind of last words of wisdom that you have for maybe future uh, video game designers such as yourself that may be listening to this podcast? I would say definitely do your research. Um, there are a lot of problems that will happen. Like, I know last year at Innovation Day, I did, like, I had this huge problem because I implemented wall jumping into our game, but our character kept glitching into the walls, and it was as simple as tuning um, our collision mask, like, where the, there's the physical point of our character. Literally tuning that, and it was it worked like a charm. Worked like a charm. So, so research. research, research. Very nice words of wisdom. What do you think, John? Research. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with Corey. Like, a lot of your problems can be solved by like, for us, we've been doing character design, right? And we've been we've been really struggling with it. So you know, pull up some reference art. Like, look at other people's pixel art. We can use that in our own designs and learn from it. Um, You'll think you know how to do something, and then it, it'll go wrong. Right. And then, like, especially with programming, like, you'll you'll write something, and then next thing you know, it's not working anymore, and you gotta try a different way or learn something new. It's a it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and and, and I love watching you guys. Like I say, as a team, uh, working through those. So it's kind of cool that you guys step back and say, you know, we need to redesign this. So that's that's tough to do that's that's yeah, sometimes that's very tough to do from uh, uh you know you've worked on something for so long and say you know what we need to redesign it but you know what that was that's going to take you guys far in, in your future you know because right. you're always going to be redesigning and stepping back and so great words of wisdom uh can't wait to see what you guys uh develop and uh, thank you for being part of our very first podcast yeah thank no you. problem all right all right, you guys, here I am with my new guest. I've got Joe. Uh, Joe comes to us uh, through our EFE program from? North High School. Portage Northern High School, right? Yep. Awesome. And uh, Joe, what you working on? Um, a platformer game where you, uh, at the start level, you get different like powers that you can use to go through level to an end platform. Very cool. And uh, what kind of applications are you guys using to create this game? Uh, we're making the game in Unity, like designing levels and making sure that stuff we make actually works. Gotcha. And recently we're starting to model things in Blender, or at least my partner is. He actually knows what he's doing. Gotcha. And James isn't here today. Uh, but uh, um, uh, we'll talk to James next week on our next podcast, or I should maybe. say in a couple of weeks when we come back from break, maybe. Uh, but uh, again, so these guys are working as a team. One of them's working in Blender. Joe's working in his other application. Joe, what was the application again? Unity. Unity, thank you. Uh, and you guys are ultimately coming, bringing those two resources together to develop this awesome game. 
do you have a name for your game? Just curious. We've decided to call it Neon Glow, at least until we think of something better. Neon Glow. Yeah. Awesome. And you know what's cool is a lot of times these games or things that are coming out have code names, if you will. So maybe your code name is Neon Glow until, like you say, you think of something better. But I think that's a great, cool name, something catchy. Uh, so any kind of uh, uh, bumps in the road that you have encountered in your uh, development, and how have you overcome those? Well, I have no idea what I'm doing with <laughs> either, either application. <laughs> So that causes problems. And so how are you overcoming that? What are some resources that you're using to help you overcome those? Well, a lot of the time I bug my partner. Gotcha. he does know what he's doing. Gotcha. Um, if I can't do that, I Google it. You're Googling. Yeah. Great, great way to... At least to I'm trying uh, to. It doesn't always succeed. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? You're trying, and that's that's half the effort right there. So, awesome. So, uh, any last kind of words that you'd want to give to future game developers uh, uh, that may be listening to this podcast? Make sure that you know what you want to do starting out. Because I think we spent a bit of time just trying to figure out what we're making. What you Like, at the beginning of the year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, uh, thank you for uh, being a part of this podcast, and I can't wait to see what this game looks like when you guys are all done. Probably terrible, but... <laughs> well, I would say, come on now, Joe. Uh, it's going to be awesome. How it looks isn't the important bit. Right, right. Awesome. Well, thank you for being a part of our podcast, Joe. All right, uh, podcasters out there listening to this amazing first podcast. I have the luxury of being with three uh, uh, students. Uh, we have Reagan. We have uh, 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 Joe. My gosh, my why is my mind? Uh, uh, so Reagan, we got Eric, and we have uh, Tony here with us. Uh, and so uh, tell us, you guys, what you guys are working on. Me? Okay. Who wants to go first? Um, Reagan does. I guess right now, for the past like couple days, we've been working on uh, another student, Nick's uh, stepmom's laptop. She was the only admin on the laptop, and it's running uh, Windows Vista, and she forgot her password in like 2014, I think, when mm -hmm. I looked at the file. And so they need to get into it so she can find her uh, pictures. So we've basically been looking on the internet and pulling back in our old memory of things that we did for fun in middle school to try to mm -hmm. get back into I guess the admin password and reset it. Yeah. And that yeah, that's what we've been doing for the past few days. Alright. And uh would you like to add something, Tony? Uh not really that about sums it up. That sums it up, <laughs> huh? Really yeah. Well what kind of uh uh you know, bumps and bruises have you guys come uh, come across on this project? Okay, so to start off, Windows XP was very, very insecure, mm -hmm. and this problem was very prevalent, the one that uh, we're using uh, back in the day, so it didn't require, once you went up into the, what is it called, the... Um, recovery. Yeah, recovery mode. Uh, it didn't require an admin password or anything when you were in that, so people could just... Um, do our exploit a lot easier and then there was also another file in there which was the privacy statement mm -hmm. and it uh, is a text file so it actually opens up and it's running Windows so you can see like at the top the file edit uh, and so on uh, tool and when you click into file you can click into open and because you aren't in logged into a specific account you are using the I guess computers account so system. that's system 32 which has all privileges so you can change even admin passwords which is what we're trying to do mm -hmm. uh, and then you just look through the files and then so you can take things like the uh, ease of access helper and the login screen or the shift keys which uh, you activate by clicking shift five times and you change that to where it actually opens up command prompt and then you just reboot the computer uh, activate the sticky keys command prompt opens up and again because you haven't logged in yet uh, your system 32 you change the password and then you just log in and that's basically what we've been trying to do. But the problem is, when they went to Windows Vista, they started requiring an admin password to do uh, certain privileges like command prompt. So we don't have that, obviously. And then cool. the, the text file is not there mm -hmm. uh, for this one. And then we, what other, we used like a third backdoor that uh, had us logged into one of the standard users accounts anyways. Mm -hmm. So even though it said uh, System32, if you do net user forward slash groups, 
Uh, it said medium, which means standard user, so we didn't have the privileges of an admin. So that's our problem, and now we're kind of just focusing on doing our fourth and final trick, which is booting up uh, like Windows 10, I think we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Windows 10. Installer. Yeah, installer, and then we go to the main screen, and then I believe you can just click uh, Control-U, and it will open up Command Prompt straight on that main screen. No, we're, it's the same exploit as before. Yeah, but I, I think you can actually just click Control-U, and it opens up Command Prompt. Okay. So are you guys uh, dual booting then? Is that what mm -hmm. you? No, you just it's just you're, you're, you're loading uh, up the setup and then you're doing it and then it, because it still has all the old files from the other operating system, you can just go through them and then you have the system thirty two uh, access just off of that and that's mm -hmm. what we're down to right now. And that's what you guys are figuring out right now. All right, what kind of resources are you guys using to help uh, solve these problems? Google, 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 Google. A lot yeah. of Google. Yeah. Lots of random blogs. Um, uh, previous knowledge that I had in middle school when I got bored and kind of, I guess, <laughs> R&D'd myself. There you go. Uh, and we're just combining those to uh, get this done, I guess. Awesome. Uh, uh, anything, Eric, you would like to add to uh, this project? No, I have just working on this you, one yet. You, you I just, just sort of uh, got back today. You just kind of so. want to, yeah, just kind of hang out and see what these guys are doing right now. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, any kind of final words for your listeners that uh, uh, you'd want to give them if they were... Uh, given this type of project? Um, learning is an iterative process and being able to show persistence and continue to work on it and continue to try to find um, different ways around your problem is a good skill to have, especially in the viewpoint of businesses. So do not give up even if, though you might think that there's no other way to do it. Great words of wisdom. Tony, you got anything to add? No. No? All right. Tony's a, a man of many, many words, as you can hear. Uh, awesome. He's got a lot of things up in his head, though. He is a very bright young man. So uh, uh, thank you guys for coming and uh, being a part of our very first podcast. Of course. All right, we are back with the same group, kind of a different project. These guys are multitaskers, which is awesome. Again, I'm with Eric, Tony, and Reagan, and uh, they have a new project they want to talk about. What do you guys got going on? Uh, we're setting up a small network. We've got a server, a couple of switches. We're trying to hook them up to three laptops and some Raspberry Pis so we can work on uh, exploiting vulnerabilities of different operating systems, uh, learning how to hack, how to defend them, things like that. So really trying to grow in your cybersecurity uh, uh, knowledge if you will yeah awesome so you're kind of spinning off from cybersecurity class which uh for you listeners out there this was our first year of cybersecurity one thing uh, my students have taught me a lot uh about cybersecurity we've all been learning together and so these guys want to continue their education and so they're continuing to learn they're setting up uh, uh as eric said a, a nice network and uh, what else you guys got going on with your network up here uh, real quick i just realized we are the three people who won the fairest thing yeah, we are. Yeah. I just looked yes. over and went, oh, wow. This so is like, yeah, uh, as what Reagan is mentioning, Reagan, why don't you tell uh, uh, what you were just talking about? Okay, so basically every month uh, Ferris hosts these sort of like cyber tournaments. They're all on different topics each month. Uh, we went to the Google hacking one, mm -hmm. and I don't know about your guys' prior knowledge to that stuff, but like I knew some of the Google operators and I had used them before. Mm -hmm. so I knew a few, but I wasn't overtly familiar with any of them. Yeah, so we kind of just went there they gave like a brief tutorial and then like re reverse image searching like that was really Stupid. easy you literally just drag it into <laughs> google uh and we got there and it's kind of like a ctf sort of situation and we sat down and i was the first person in the room to solve a problem and then we stayed in first place for the rest of the time Yep. Very yep. cool. And so you guys won that competition. That's awesome. And we have another competition coming up on April 12th. Yep. Going to win that one. All too. right. And Probably. these guys are confident. That's Same uh, team. Steganography, uh, cryptography, yep. which, which is everything I've been practicing. Which is yeah. so easier than Google been hacking because there's tools that do basically everything you need to know on it. Oh, yes. Absolutely. On and Linux so analysts. for those of you listening yeah. to this amazing podcast, these guys are continuing to learn outside of the classroom. They just can't learn everything inside the classroom. They're going <laughs> home, using tools, researching, and, and teaching themselves because they have a passion for these things so very cool and so uh, again kind of uh, uh, sorry to spin off on uh, uh, that but uh, coming back to our network that we're setting up what are some of the goals that you guys want to accomplish uh, setting up this network uh, well to be frank there's uh, two servers we have available to us one of them though is the old video surveillance system for Gall Lake Community Schools so it's all 
as secure as they put it. We don't know the password. They're probably not going to tell us. So in order for us to use it, we're going to have to either hack it. use a back door or just completely wipe the system and hack start from fresh. I think we should wipe it because it would be the most sensitive. I think we should hack it. We don't know what they have in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I would suggest let's go ahead and wipe it so we do not even know what's uh, on there. I know, right? That's no fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah but we, again, we love going back suit. to ethics, I love yeah. uh, one of the things in cybersecurity we really talk about is our ethics. Uh, these guys are going to have access to information uh, that uh, you know they need to make sure that they are ethically and morally uh, bound by whoever, com whatever company that they make, or if they work by themselves, if their own entrepreneurish uh, companies that they desire or come up with someday that they again are ethical and so we want to be that as well so we have another server though that you guys are we've just set up uh, what kind of uh, system on it what? it's a uh, something to host vms i can't remember oh, what it's okay. called it's a uh, uh, vm e hypervisor vm hypervisor all right and what are we doing right now what, what kind of where's the status of that uh, we're trying to get isos to make vms of uh, mainly uh, server 2016 so we can set up a DHCP and DNS server. All right, and that was a mouthful. Uh, so what are in, in all reality, what are we going to do with those operating systems to students that are coming into cybersecurity someday or listening to this, what are our goals going to be with that? Mm -hmm. uh, it's mainly a uh, lab network. So whatever we need to do uh, to further our knowledge in a specific area, we can just uh, load something or other up, create something, and then uh, use it as a lab. So yeah, awesome. so let's say we made a virtual machine for like Windows 7, and we had that same uh, situation earlier with the, the laptop and the, I guess the last, last section. Uh, we could do that on the server, and then they could practice that just in case they had to do that like mm -hmm. in a real-life situation, just that, different things like that. And that's cool. And so they're also in a virtual environment to where if they totally mess up the operating system, just they're not me Reset it. We reset yeah. it and we continue to learn and uh, that's really cool so uh, uh, what are we what are we looking at to do in the future what are some things we were, you said you're mentioning you're waiting to get some ISOs uh, and I don't know if we're still gonna do it but the Facebook CTF thing that Ferris does yep. I would love 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 to do that and I as really well really yes and Same that's where and imagine if we hosted competitions like at go like yeah. just like they did and you took the words right out of my mouth, Reagan, and talking with one of our mentors, Alberto, uh, who we missed uh, dearly, uh, one of his goals and vision was is for, yeah, Go Lake to host some cyber competitions. And the Facebook uh, uh, CTF Capture the Flag system uh, is really cool and interactive, and, and we can set it up how we want it to be set up and what topics we want to cover. And I think that'll help out other uh, students that are taking cybersecurity in the future uh, to just learn by or review, if you will, by playing exactly. capture the flag because it's kind of a cool environment that's different. Uh, so I would love it if you guys would help set that up. And so, again, what I was going to say at the beginning, I love having these guys uh, because these guys are willing to help set those types of things up for uh, our future classes. So, uh, Awesome. Uh, any kind of final words that you want to give to your listeners about this project? It's yeah. easier than you think. It yeah. doesn't take much knowledge. Anything you need to know, you can find on the internet. There's <laughs> lots of resources no. of people who've already set it up who would be more than willing to answer any questions you need to ask. To, yeah, to expand on that, um, computer science as a whole kind of intimidates a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, I get really irritated when someone tells me that they just can't like get into it because they're not smart enough because honestly when you dive into this stuff for the first time you have no idea what you're talking about or looking at and then uh, one day as long as you just keep hammering it out and keep practicing it it'll just come to you and you'll like everything hits you all at once and then you feel like a genius and so if you persevere and get to that point, I promise you it will be worth it. Yeah, the one thing that got me more into computer science than anything else was a, a friend of mine, Spencer. He had seen a flyer for a, the Governor's High School Cybersecurity Challenge. I had no idea what it was, what I had to do for it. He just sort of pulled me in, made me do it, and that got me where I am today. Awesome. Great words of wisdom, you guys. Uh, thank you very much for that. And thank you for being a part of our very first podcast. And uh, can't wait to have you guys for many more. Oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Here we are, you guys. I have the pleasure of being here with Brandon. Uh, and Brandon, what are you working on for your research and development project? Well, <clears throat> Ryan and I, who's my partner, 
we're working on a setting up an Arduino board with some really cool LED lights around it. So, and we're also going to 3D print a model, like kind of a box figure, if you will. And we're going to like have a top be our our uh, our names and our, the name of our project. We're going to have some holes going through them, so then so we can like stick our lights through them, so then it can like light up. Then when we put our project inside it, we're going to like screw the top on, so then so it will stay on. Very cool. So it sounds like you, you again, as you mentioned, you got a partner and he's not here today. Uh, but uh, uh, what are some applications that you're using to help you with your end of the project? Um, when it comes to the model we're making for 3D printing, we're using a website called Tinkercad. Gotcha. It's got, it's, it's got like all kinds of cool features that allows you to like adjust like sizes and like figures you want to print. And then after we finish, we can we can send it to you and and uh. 3D print it through the MakerBot. Absolutely, and so uh, right now, I don't know if you've been hearing uh, uh, maybe a hum going on in the background. This uh, uh, this microphone picks up a lot. We do have our 3D printer close to us. Uh, Brandon's been working on a lot of prototypes. What is your prototypes that you're working on right now? We're working on trying to, to determine a, a hole size for our screw. So then when we put on our final project, we can make our, our, uh, our hole in the model that size so then so then it'll like go go on like just right when we screw it up the top on our final project perfect so he we've printed a couple prototypes and and uh, he's had to make some changes but that's part of the development and en engineering process is is making those prototypes and seeing how they work and making them better uh, very cool so uh, um, what other resources have you guys used throughout your project to kind of help you with learning and, and doing what you guys are doing um, let's see, we're, we're doing, we're, we're using, uh, this, we're using Trello to kind of like stay on top of our project management. Gotcha. And, and that's, that's a, a big one. I know we've mentioned this yes. in other, uh, uh, podcasts as well, but as Brandon talked about, he does have a partner, mm -hmm. uh, and so they're using a product management, uh, piece of software called Trello. It's free, which is nice. Yep. And, uh, so what do you guys kind of put in your product management? Um, we're just kind of putting things in, like uh, like things we need to work on and things that we want to have finished by this date or something like that. Very cool, very cool. So uh, what are you, uh, any last kind of words of wisdom that you may have for your listeners? Um, I should have mentioned this earlier. When it comes to the, to the code for our Arduino, we use the Arduino app and and sometimes to keep to keep our code like between us, we use GitHub to uh, to put the code up in, in the cloud and have it between us, if you will. Very cool. So you're using GitHub to uh, 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 store your code on the cloud. Right. So that way, if something happens maybe to your computer, your your code is uh, in another location, which is very smart. And plus, you can share it between you two to where if there are additions to it or if somebody makes addition to it, both of you can see uh, uh, what that what kind of has changed in the code. And it's, it's been over a year since we both used GitHub, so we're still trying to like learn about it, like experiment with it, and right. stuff like that. Right. Well, cool. Well, very cool. Well, thank you very much, Brandon. I greatly appreciate no you problem. being part of our first podcast. No problem. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up, everybody, our very first podcast ever done. Alex, what do you think about our first podcast? I think it's amazing. I think like everyone's going to love it. It's epic, know? isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's going to change the world, don't you think? This is truly epic, Mr. Lang. This yes. is epic. Well, I'm glad to hear that from one of our finest students here at Go Lake Community School. So, uh, again, you guys, I, I think this is going to be cool. I can't wait to uh, hear what other podcasts have. The, the names for our podcast are still coming in. Uh, we have all sorts of cool names coming up. We've got great artists that are going to be working on our logo still. So, I can't wait for this to all come about. But I'm really excited about our podcast that uh, we're going to work on and do. So stay tuned. Uh, and, uh, hey, give us a thumbs up or I don't know what else you can do with uh, like podcast. Like us. Subscribe. Subscribe to us. Well, be a part of our family. We're going to we're gonna post more content. We're gonna so if you want to be here to hear some of the finest computer scientists around. The finest computer scientists around. That's what I'm yes. saying. All yeah. right. Well, great words of wisdom again there, Alex. He always has the most uh, amazing words of wisdom uh, that we can ever hear, as well as his uh, amazing graphic artist that you should see what he just designed for us. So, anyways, more to come. Again, on May 16th, that's 48 days from today, come see what these guys are doing at our uh, third annual Innovation Day 
right here at Gull Lake High School. It's going to be in our media center. Starts at 8.30 in the morning. You can stop in for five minutes, but I guarantee you'll be here for an hour plus because the projects these guys are working on will blow your mind. So, again, thanks for being a part of our very first podcast. More to come.